With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blanket double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail Cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing great, Josh. Uh, my team is doing great. I'm coming out of the Christmas season. I'm so glad to also be shutting the door on 2017. So everything's yep. looking good for me. That's good. Yeah, we sort of, um, as you rose, I fell, right? The last uh, <laughs> the last few game weeks in, in FPL, it's... Uh, I don't understand why it's such a seesaw with us. Why can't we both do well, Brandon? Why can't we both rise? You know, you know, like the the tie the tie can't just go go out the whole time. You know, it's, it's gonna be one in one out. Well, it is Star Wars season, right, Josh? So we do know that the light cannot exist without the dark. There is balance to the force. So um, I think that's that's it. We're we're sort of part of the same unifying theory. It's true. I guess this is we've talked about this before, but it's really it's this weird thing about so Brandon and I for people who who aren't longtime listeners, uh, you know, we've been friends for you know, well over a decade now, and um, uh, you know, met anyway. We've been friends for a long time, and um, our friendship is very uncompetitive in every way except the fantasy game, right? I don't think of you as a competitive friend in general, right? Two I'm, guys who, the, stor- the story has been told before, but two guys who met by way of dating the same girl. <laughs> and that, if that doesn't come between us, that is a sign that we are not competitive. That's true. But somehow in fantasy, it, our fortunes never align. We've, you and I have never, like, we've had this this mini league for years. We've never been one and two in that, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> There's always, always one of us doing well, the other one doing poorly. And it is, it's very, it's very Sith and, and Jedi. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. Well, we're going to we're going to talk about how we're doing and how our game weeks for game week 20 are shaping up. But I in in thinking about how your poor run of form was going, I was thinking, how would how am I going to say this to you, Josh? I was thinking about how I could say it without um, without sounding insincere. I really want us both to do well. And I think I think in the grand scheme of things, we're we're both sort of uh, running into a a pretty decent season you're still in the top 100k yeah you can sell you can salvage it i i've moved up since game since game week 15 i think it is i've jumped about seven hundred thousand spots and uh with one with one match crystal palace arsenal still to play my overall rank is 139k so it's not bad I'm, i'm around 77 or something like that so um, yeah, not not terrible, but just, you know, so this is I, I had a couple posts that I sent out yesterday. Um, I, you know, I, I, I was talking to you about this a little bit before the podcast. You've been in Michigan the last few days. I was 
uh, I was here in New York and uh, I had my friends, I had my family, uh, my, my parents came and visited and we all hung out and saw the baby and uh, it was it was a lot of fun and uh, it, was, it was fun and I was I was very much you know they flew out um, early um, Boxing Day morning right seven a.m. so I had the full day to watch matches and I was really looking forward to it and <laughs> I ended up kind of spending the whole day just miserable right it was just I it just did not I did not have a good day it did not go well um, let's see the first match on Boxing Day was the Harry Kane hat trick and you opted for um, Mo, Mo Salah, Salah the captaincy. very very last second I moved from Kane to Salah just okay so moment so of the, you know so that was well, that was part of the frustration I had Kane but I everyone kind of in our league had Kane captain and I didn't and so I had to wait around for 5 hours to see if Salah could could match Kane's 17 points you don't you'd ever want to be fighting from that position of disadvantage, most solid of anyone could have done it. It was right. Hit. He but certainly the, had his chances in that game too. He did, yeah, he did. All right, so so you're kind of you're you're watching these games unfold. You're having a bad time of it when it was kind of yeah. like your Eden time. Hazard missed a, a billion chances. They had a, you know had a ball cleared off the line that he took so long on a Lacazette level amount of time, like waiting to make a decision over. Um, and, and didn't score, and just he's been so disappointing ever since I brought him in. His game, I kind of upended my team to bring him in, and it sort of ruined my whole team, to be honest. And it's like a third year in a row where bringing in bringing in Aiden just coincided with my team just like collapsing, you know, like sinking like a like a flan in a cupboard, as the expression goes. And so I just felt like. You know, I, I was just I, I was just one of those moments where you're like, why is this worth it? You know, like, why? Why am I doing this? Um, yeah. Why am I sitting, staring at a TV, watching people who like watching people play a game that I have no like ability to control other than just sort of sitting there <laughs> and watching it happen? Well, and let, let me get let me get this straight, because this, this is interesting to me. Are you lamenting the fact of the fantasy game or are you just like, why did why am I even a football fan? It was it was it was particularly the fantasy game. It was it was the it was the level of investment, and so it was just I just I just had a moment, you know, and so I, I just had this run of of several bad game weeks in a row, and and transfers that backfired, and injuries. I mean, you know, going into game week twenty, I had six injured players, right? Um, I had I had one injured player going into that, and then suddenly I had six, um, and so it was just I you know I had I had to burn eight, and that that didn't go well at all. I lost a ton of ton of points on that. Um, and it was just like, ah, like I just, I, I felt like I needed to like get away for a couple of days. Um, and so the, the, the bright, like, so, all right, here's, that's, that's all the complaining. What, what happened though was, um, just like a ton of people, like an unbelievable number of people, uh, chimed in over the course of the next like, hour or two. And I really, it wasn't even like a plea to like make me feel, it wasn't like I was like, cheer me up people. It was like, people just sort of did it right. <laughs> there was just this outpouring of, of support and reminder that you can, you can come back from this and that it's still fun no matter what. And that the, there were the, people in the bar that just walked up to you and <laughs> offered you an, a freshly opened bottle of Coca-Cola. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, but it was it was just it was people who um, we've been friends with on you know people we've had on the podcast and people like like um, like Peter Blake and Ken Rooney and um, lots of other lots of tons of people um, who wrote really nice things. And it was just, it cheered me up and it reminded me that, you know, the game itself can be very frustrating, but the kind of like the reason we started the podcast and the reason that we're active on on social media and in these networks is because it's it's fun to be part of the the world of it, you know. And and I was just I, I'm just I'm taking the game too seriously, mm-hmm. but I still love the whole kind of world of it, you know. And yeah. so I just but I'm investing too much in each game week, and it's 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 like I can't see the forest from the trees a little bit, you know. And so. Um, I, I think that was, I was just a little too, I'm just a little too caught up in each match right now. And, yeah. um, and I just needed to like take a step back and remember that it's fun. It's fun to talk about this stuff. The reason we started the podcast, because it's fun to think about these things and to think about transfers and, and long-term thinking and, um, and differential moves. And, you know, like it's just all of it is, it's all good. It's all a lot of fun. <laughs> and, and it's, it, you know, it's a huge part of my life. And we've met so many, I mean, just thinking about meeting Gavin or, or meeting, you know, FPL Penguin a couple weeks ago, all these people that are just so Rick nice Cito. and smart. Rick Sita, right. And these people who are like so nice and cool. 
Um, and obviously people will talk to like Kat Mortensen and just really nice people all over the place. Um, all of our Patreon supporters, obviously. Um, wink, wink. <laughs> but it was just, you know, but kidding aside, it was just, it was a great, um, uh, it was just a moment where it, it really reminded me that like, it's not just about whether Eden Hazard converts a chance. Right, it's about yeah. the whole sort of world yeah. of talking about this stuff, sure. and thinking about it, and and you know complaining about a bad game week or celebrating we've got a good one. And yeah. um, so anyway, that was it. Was just it no, all I, I, came through in the end. But I was just you know we all have those if, moments, and I just yeah. needed to you know I had to vent, and then everyone kind of helped me come back from the ledge. If I could do one more quick pivot, I mean we're being very, very philosophical, but I think it's the end of the end of the calendar year. We're allowed to be a little philosophical right now, but I, I love what you're saying about we we play the game because it is a great entryway into this wonderful community, and in, uh, but I'm also interested in how the game is an entryway into just interacting with the league and the sport and watching the actual games and. That's the what I really struggle with when I'm having a bad week is because I like everyone listening and just like you, Josh, I like love, love, love watching the sport of football. I especially love all the characters and the narrative within the Premier League. And I what I what I hate the most is when the fantasy game gets in the way of me just sitting back and enjoying watching a match or the right. league. And that's what right. we, we talk always about the pure watch and the joy of the pure watch when you don't have any fantasy assets involved. Yeah. So that yeah. I'd be interested to hear from our listeners about how they reconcile. Just <clears throat> are you able to watch a Premier League game with in which you say have multiple FPL assets playing? Are you able to still watch the game as the game? Because that's. Yeah. How we all ended up playing the fantasy game in the first place. I've been hanging out a lot with my dad over the last five days, so I'm <laughs> taking a very sort of um, sort of elder tone with this. But um, right. it's an interesting question to ask. Yeah, and I think this is why you know this is whatever our podcast is. It's 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 a, there's a little bit of this, right? There's a little bit of the 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 old guy philosophy. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you just, you're gonna have to accept it if you're gonna listen. You know, it's just there's a little. It's, maybe we we don't go as hard on strategies we should sometimes, but part of it is like we like part of what this podcast I think does when it when it's when it's a when it's a good podcast is remind people why this why the game is fun at all, right? And it's not just fun when you pick up a late assist, you know, because a player in your team wins a penalty or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's that you, it's, it's the actual like sort of interacting and, and um, yeah. And, and enjoying the larger world of soccer, including just watching the matches itself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have a hard time watching games and enjoying them from a non-fantasy perspective too, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll work on that. Maybe that's my new year's resolution. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> should, should we recap game week 19 and 20, how our teams did and what, what transfers we made, how our teams are looking now? Just, just why don't we just do it briefly? I mean, I'll just talk about, you know, this game week, um, as, as you might've expected. I mean, I'm, I'm having a pretty, not, not a horrible oh. game week from a, um, from an average point standpoint. I'm on 66 points with, with, um, I guess I'm on 67, uh, with Loftus cheek to go, so um, if I get a good game from him, maybe I maybe I can finish between seventy and seventy five. Now um, I don't know I yeah. don't know if this is digging into a wound, but I'm interested. I'm genuinely interested in the minus eight that you took going into game week nineteen, in which you ended up with Mosuaku and Halabasa Walker. <laughs> yeah, and, and Otamendi. Really, yeah, so Otamendi worked out. That was that was for Colossus. I Basically, I I had. What was going to be nine players playing if I didn't make some some transfers? Um, because I just had I had I think I had two suspensions and three injuries and one player in Kostnik who just wasn't starting anymore. And basically, all of this happened over the course of like three days. Right. It was uh, Tarkovsky and Daniels uh, Ward. Um, Tarkovsky, Daniels Ward, Kostnik, uh, Chalaba, who's been like a long term problem. Um, and one other player who I'm forgetting right now. So it was, was going to be back pretty soon here. So that, that <laughs> could so actually long. be your stroke yeah. of genius. So it was ultimately, it was, I, it was six players and I'm forgetting who the sixth one bonus, but it, you know, the point was there was just, you know, and that was assuming no other rotation, right? I mean, it could have yeah. been, I could have had eight players playing. Yeah. Um, and so I tried to make a couple of moves that I thought I, I was trying to bring in attacking defensive wingers, just players who might be able to 
um, possibly pick up an assist or could get some bonus points. And I was looking for players who had uh, two solid game weeks in a row. Uh, so that was how I settled on on Masawaku. Masawaku also had the appeal of being a double game week player. Um, and so I knew I would be able to hold on to him and have him for game week 22. Uh, Holobos was just, was just a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, you know, I, you know, it is, it's like you start talking yourself into these moves yeah. and, um, and then I had this moment, um, I actually made that move like right before I hate these, these Friday deadlines, I swear, forced me into the, just the worst decisions. <laughs> I, I, it's like, a, they never come at like the right time. I'm just like, I'm out of my like normal train of thinking. Um, and then I actually, I went, I had plans to see, uh, so the, the game started at three o'clock, the Arsenal Liverpool game started at three o'clock on, um, us time on Friday, uh, 3 PM. Uh, and so I had plans to go see star Wars, the last Jedi with, with my wife and another friend, uh, like 11.45 a.m., right, an early showing. So um, as I'm sort of sitting there, I suddenly think to myself, you know what, I could play my free hit chip this week. This would, like, this would actually, like, work out. And then I was like, but I've already burned eight. Like, and I was like, I couldn't remember if, I, I thought that the points did reset, but I couldn't remember. And so I shot out this tweet, and then I was like. We, we have a podcast, Josh. Nobody knows, not even us, nobody knows how this free hit <laughs> chip works until you play it. It's not explained very well. And I think if you have two transfers, like you only you don't even get to keep both them the next. It's like it's very it's very weird. Yeah. Uh, so I and then I thought, well, could I do this? And then I was like, God, like, do I trust myself in like the 30 minutes before this movie starts? Not even 30 minutes, it's like 15 minutes uh, to like rejigger my entire team and then like save it all and hit the chip. Right. And I it just it seemed a little like if I was on a laptop, I might have done it. But yeah. just on a phone with 15 minutes to go, I just I, I didn't risk it. And I really wish I had because the. The hits I took totally blew up. It was just a total disaster. Yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> in the end, it worked out okay because you know Sterling got me points, and I had I had Kane. I got the hat trick, and so I think I was actually pretty much neutral on on points wise. Um, but you know, this, it's been the sort of right now I'm at ninety one thousand uh, overall. Um, so I'm actually a little lower than I thought I was. Uh, I need a big game from Loftus Cheek, I guess, tomorrow. Um, and it looks like I probably, I probably will be able to ultimately stick around the top 100K after uh, after the last two game weeks. So, yeah, you know, it just – I was listening to this interview with Paul – I don't mean – I don't want to go on too long here about my own team. But I was listening to this interview today with Paul Thomas Anderson, and um, he was talking about – Director uh, of the hit film, The Phantom, Phantom Thread. <laughs> among others, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he was he was talking about how uh, whenever he makes a movie, he always likes to take a week and and just walk away from it. Right. And just and just get out of his head and come back. And every time he comes back, you can just see things more clearly. And I wish that I had had the chance to walk away from my team for a couple of days and <laughs> and just think about the moves I was making. And I, I really think I would have changed things a lot. I would have done things a lot differently. But partially it was just, the, you know, I had family in town, you know, four game weeks and two weeks, you know, busy, busy life. And it was just. Um, I don't know. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses, but it was just um, I don't think I did my team uh, the, like justice the last yeah, couple well, of weeks. Well, you know, it was our, a little slapdash. The BPS for this episode just went up uh, like 10 for mentioning Paul Thomas Anderson in an <laughs> FPL podcast. So that's <laughs> right, pretty good. Right. I, I, I've kind of been, as we mentioned, on the opposite trajectory. My team has been great like the last three weeks. And that's that's due, I guess, to three things. Uh, Roberto Firmino in right. fantastic form. Yes. And I've hit my transfer and my captain. I've nailed them the last two weeks. I, I dropped Hazard for Sterling a couple weeks ago, capped him for his goal assist bonus. And then I dropped Monreal going into game week 20 for Alonzo. And he comes up with 14 points, yeah. which just tremendously good timing there and i captain kane and uh the captaining of kane for me uh came down to just i had firmino who was on form and i felt the captaining of sala might not really redundant but i felt like firmino could help me balance out uh sala captains if I could get some attacking involvement from Firmino. So I thought there was more upside for me with Kane. And then, of course, all the talk, um, which you can poo-poo it if you want, all the talk of Kane trying to break records with his last yeah. match in the calendar year. It, it's one of those things that is Harry Kane probably doesn't care all that much about, but it's one of those things that just tips an FPL manager over the edge. That's if why if, I should have. I totally agree. That's, that's why I should have. I was sort of weighing that versus how disappointing they've been at home 
um, in games they should win handily this year, you know? Yeah. And so it was sort of the weighing the two. But yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think that maybe we underestimated uh, how much Southampton were just kind of like <laughs> just giving up on the season. Like that, this team like is in trouble, right? Yeah. I'm not sure they're yeah. going to get relegated, but they look without, without Austin and Van Dyke, it's, it's troubling. It's troubling. Yeah. And their manager, uh, Pellegrino, you just, he does not cut a very imposing figure on the sideline. You don't look at that guy and say, he's got a plan. No. Uh, he's too <laughs> handsome. He's like, he's too stylish. It's like Roberto Firmino, or not Roberto. What's his name? The, uh, the Belgian manager, uh, former Everton manager. Oh, uh, Roberto Martinez. Roberto Martinez. You're like, you spend too long. Like, that suit is too nice. <laughs> yeah. like, you're wearing you a be- tie bar, for God's <laughs> sake. Yeah, you just need like, you need like Alex Ferguson. Just uh, You need a black car coat. You know, <laughs> <laughs> very simple. <laughs> All right, Josh. So that's where we are with our games right now. Still Crystal Palace Arsenal to play in Game Week 20. But uh, next, let's just do a quick thank you for everyone who has signed up for our Patreon page, supporting what Josh and I do at Always Cheating. All this comes out of our own pocket we got hosting fees um website fees uh all all that jazz we've got really expensive microphones here josh that's <laughs> true the so best that's, the why best, sound, the that's why we sound so almost good it's so so dulcet but so our, our our december pledge drive is going on for just a few more days and uh, we've got some, a lot of good action happening on our slack channel which you get access to on our, our two top tiers at the patreon page also, our second half league just kicked off in game week 20. I think I'm now in eighth place in the second half league. Things oh, started <laughs> Things started new in the second half uh, league. Yeah. And it's, it's not too late for people to join. All we do, right, Josh, is you just uh, you just selected the game week at which point accumulation begins. So even if yes. people join in game week 21 or, or whatever, you still get access and get to carry your points from game week 20 into that second exactly. half Exactly. So it's, it's basically a new lake that started in game week 20, but if you join in game week 22 or 23 or whatever, it just takes you back, back starting in game week 20. So um, yeah. you know, whatever points you had still count. Yeah. Qu- um, quickly, other other uh, perks at the Patreon page. We've got our new buttons that I'm going to start sending out to all of our uh uh, Patreon uh, showstopper level people in the new year. Cool new buttons. You can check out what they look like. Go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Also, Josh, when I got home from my Christmas travels, in the mail waiting for me was the new issue of Fantasy Football Magazine. Beautiful print monthly comes out. Just go to fantasyfootballmag.com for more information. But if you are a Patreon subscriber at any level of always cheating, you get a uh, discount on a subscription to FF Mag. Uh, So that's another cool thing. And every month we give away the most current issue to our top point scorer in the last game week of the month. That's right. Um, So we're skipping the uh, Always Cheating Super League update this week just because we're in the middle of things right now. We still have another game to go. And um, just with players like Christensen out, I know there's a lot of bench points coming on for people. Uh, For most of us, I think it's like one point. But uh, there's a few people who have like shout out Shane Duffy. Yeah, exactly. Or a, or a John Joe Kenny coming in. Hey, he got um, six points, though. I would love to have a Kenny on my bench I right know. now. Exactly. Uh, so uh, we'll skip the always cheating Super League for now. Um, we'll post that, though, um, after the Arsenal um, um, Crystal Palace game uh, takes place. Um, and we have rants. We didn't have any really good rants this week. And so I'm just going to post two uh, what I'm calling anti-rants. I guess they're just brags. Uh, the first one is, is a painful one to read, but I'm going to read it out anyway. Uh, Dave Wagner Lodoff, former podcaster, he must know these are. This is a dagger in my heart. Hey, it says, Dave. I, it says I have a straight brag. Uh, I'm currently on a hundred points and have to play my first half wild card. Uh, and then he says in parentheses, but seriously, that's weird, right? <laughs> now, if you're Dave in this situation, do you just you just pass up the the first half wild card? First of well, all, you might a, as well a, play it. I mean, you could. It is tricky though because. I, you know, with rotation to play and then a double game week coming in game week 22, it's actually a really bad time to have to play the wild card. Yeah, it is. Now, hold on. I'm going to pull up D. I'm going to pull up D Wag's team here. Um, so, you know, he's got Alonzo Christensen, Phil Jones, De Gea and goal. Boaz Myhill is his backup keeper. Maybe maybe the wild card is worth just getting a new backup keeper, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got some options. So who cares about him? He's on 100 points. He's he's fine. Uh, James oh. Bishop says, uh, I dumped Kane last week and then had my two best games this season so far without him. 
92 points, in fact, this week with no cane. Uh, still, he bangs in five. I actually think it was six. Um, and says, uh, how should I feel? Um, this, to me, is a secret humble brag, right, Brandon? Because, yeah, if you've got 92 points this week without Kane, you should feel fine. Who cares? Who cares what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. well, it doesn't matter. I, I, in for Game Week 22. Now, speaking, James, I don't think it's a humble brag because I think it's a little bit a legitimate question. You don't have Kane, and we're heading into, which we're going to talk about in the first meaty section of the pod, what are we doing for the double game week? If I don't have Kane, I'm scared to death going into that yeah, double game two, week. Two game weeks away, though. He's got plenty of time. I mean, absolute worst case scenario, he's got to burn four, right? That's it. He's got he's got two transfers. Yeah. He's got two frees coming up, and and you can certainly anyone could bring in Kane with three moves, right? Yeah. That would be. I, and, you know, and I guess yeah. he doesn't have to worry about benching a near thirteen million player for game week twenty one. So. That no, is an all option. you have to do is let's say he's got Lukaku. You know he could make a move this week. He could he could hold the transfer. You know and then just move someone like Hazard to um, I don't know some eight million player right like maybe Son. You know um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's lots lots of ways to do it. We're actually going to, so in just a second here. Let's actually this is actually a perfect um, segue, Brandon. Let's take a quick break and then we get back. We're going to talk. The, we're gonna, it's a two part podcast this week. Um, first part is all about the double game week, uh, which is coming up in game week 22. And that'll take place before we, we can record our next podcast. Um, and then uh, we're also going to just take a lot of general questions about uh, the Lingards and Coutinho's and, and Hazards of the world. So um, let's take a quick break and we'll get right back. Same old podcast, always shaming. All right, Brandon, we're back. Uh, we have we've been skating around the double game week uh, the last couple of podcasts. It's time we finally talked about it a little bit. It's. So it's a, it's a, it's one of those tricky ones where you've got a you've got a skipped week that leads into the double game week. Um, you know, that is to say, it's just like so often with double game weeks, it's like the the week skips like you know, I don't know. It's like it's like four weeks down the road, you know. Yeah, or prior to, or prior to exactly. So right now it's it's a straight up skip game week followed by the double game week. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a tricky one. It's hard to have enough players. Um, to really take full advantage of it without burning a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of us have Kane. Uh, in many cases, that's the only player a lot of us have right now on these two teams. Yeah. Um, so just a, a quick recap. Uh, this These game weeks, I think one match is on January 1st and one is on January 4th. Um, and Spurs play uh, Swansea away and West Ham at home. I think that West Ham game is on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. Uh, West Ham play uh, West Brom at home, followed by uh, Swansea away. So um, you only have one player, right, from both teams? Just Kane. I mean, to, mm-hmm. to be clear, uh, both Spurs and West Ham have their first game on Tuesday and their second game on Thursday. So there is just Wednesday it's off. Quick turnaround. Okay. Yeah. So so before we get into the questions that we have about the, about the double game weeks, what uh, – what is your current thinking? Like, what are you, how many players do you think you'll have? What players yeah. are you looking at? Um, what's your, you know, are you going to save a transfer this week? You know, what's what's your thought? Yeah, just have Harry Kane. Uh, no other Spurs players, no West Ham players. My thoughts are mostly with Spurs, as I think many people are, and and thinking about Erickson or Deli Ali. Deli Ali miraculously looked looked pretty good against Southampton, maybe for the first time in the league so far this season. Uh, whereas Erickson is really, really fading away from FPL managers' minds right now. So, um, And defense, very shaky without Toby. So I'm more mindful of Spurs attacking assets. So if I were to double up on Spurs, it would be the Kane who I already have and then a, a Spurs midfielder. So West Ham, if you were to double up on Spurs, you're, you are not... It's not a sure thing that you're not going to have more than one player in this double game week. Yeah, as it is now, I would be fine just rolling into this double with Kane captained. Now we'll talk. Okay. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about Kane captaincy in the double game week with some of the uh, community questions. I, but yeah, I'd frankly be fine with that. Um, West Ham, they've looked better under Moyes. Yes, I can agree with that. A little more defensively sound, but they're they're still leaking goals. Nothing is. Nothing is guaranteed. I think, again, I am more tempted with attacking returns with West Ham. So if I'm looking at anyone, it's Lanzini or Arnautovic. 
So that, that's my that's where I'm currently at. What about you? Yeah, I am. Um, I, I'm still a little. I'm a little on the fence between Allie and Erickson. Um, I guess leaning a little more towards Allie because he's nine versus Erickson's nine point three. He's also a little more in form. Um, I thought that Erickson was just far and away doing better than Allie this season, but uh, Allie's late charge is actually only a fifteen point difference between the two of them in the season. He's on uh, four goals and eight assists. Uh, Erickson's on uh, five goals and six assists. His so, form, um, Erickson's form, has just fell off a cliff since yeah. that last international break. Yeah, and I don't and know if it was just. Oh, oh, sorry. He, go ahead. I, I was just going to say I don't know if it's just this huge emotional uh, sort of shift for him, knowing that. Denmark qualified, and I, I don't know if that plays into it at all. <laughs> I don't know how much his Danish patriotism plays into it either. But I, it's, I, it's, I, I, I'm basically, my work, my day, <laughs> my day job has suffered greatly since Denmark qualified for the World <laughs> Cup. Mine is too, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to blame it on that. I, I didn't have yeah. a good excuse until just now. My boss um, was like, "You're really shaken up about the U.S. not qualifying, right?" I'm like, "Actually, the opposite, my friend. I'm shaken up by the by." Uh, the euphoria I feel for Denmark. So it is arguably Sun is the most informed player of of the three, the kind of the big three midfielders, right? Mm-hmm. Erickson, now Erickson, Allie, and Sun. Uh, I still lean towards Allie because I think he's a little more a little more of a lock, right? Just a little more likely to play all ninety minutes in, in, in a match. Yeah, and the fact that Pochettino is stuck with him through his you know really awful patch earlier in the season shows yeah. the, the confidence that his manager has. He's been rested more than almost any other player just because of so many suspensions. Uh, he's, you know, so he's been rested, let's see, twice already in the season. Um, and then I think he missed three Champions League matches, right? And, you know, Erickson, I mean, has Erickson, yeah, Erickson has started every single game so far this season. So um, Erickson don't, don't miss matches, I, boy. He just really doesn't. And I, I, I wouldn't expect Kane to miss matches either, partially because they're not playing in game week 21. Right, so they all they all have a little time off, and so even with two games in three days, I do think that I do think that they play both matches. So um, I'm I'm thinking about three Spurs actually. I'm thinking about going out. I kind of feel like I need to though. Um, just I, I need to to right the ship a little bit on my team. I've got some defensive problems anyway. Yeah, uh, I have this Eden Hazard issue. Right, I mean I think for you the the trickier thing is you'd have to get rid of some player that you want to keep. Yeah, uh, with Salah, De Bruyne, and Sterling. St- Sterling and Salah absolutely undroppable. I don't think sure. anyone's going to argue that. De Bruyne, right. everyone knows is he's like my cherished uh, FPL baby boy this season, right. Right. and it, it would just it would suck to drop De Bruyne now after this whole season, like sticking by him and accumulating some value and had to buy him back at 10.3. Right. Yeah. And I mean, what is, what, what is the fixture that they have in game week 22? It's, um, I mean, they're home to Watford too. So that is to say Van City are. So yeah. Yeah. It's a tricky one. Um, I think my option there would be to turn around and downgrade a defender like Alonzo to turn Richarlson into, yeah. That's, a, a Spurs mid, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that, that 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 would make sense too. Or ju- or just bring in one defender, right? One one Spurs defender. Yep, and yeah. leave the midfield intact. Um, so I'm I'm leaning towards uh, you know Allie or Erickson, probably Allie, um, just because I think he's a little more explosive. Um, but I think either one. I, I honestly, it's it's kind of like last year. I think with those two, it's take your pick, right? They both they're both excellent options. Yep. yep. Um, I can understand going with both of them. We've got going with um, with Sun and Allie if you can afford them. Um, so let's get into the questions a little bit. I'm also, and also, I think for defenders, I mean, the only thing I'll say there is I think you'd want to look at a center back, and you wouldn't want to look at one of the uh, one of the um, fullbacks because um, Pochettino rotates his fullbacks a lot, and he can't really do that with the center backs. It's annoying that Vertonghen is so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, for a player who's not going to give you any he like kind of he doesn't really get bonus points and he doesn't get goals or assists. Yeah. So you're pretty much just going for that 6-point clean sheet bonus. Yeah. Um but you know that 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 still might be worthwhile. So um I'm definitely looking at him. Um, I don't know if I'd burn four to bring in Vertonghen. I guess I might. I mean, you know, it, it is Swansea and West Ham are two really strong back-to-back fixtures for for Spurs. So um, let's get into the questions, Brandon. Um, Juicy Carlos says uh, back-to-back Hatties for Kane and a double game week coming up against West Ham and Swansea. Um, triple captain was always on the table for this week, but with this form, is a triple captain a Kane? Is triple captain Kane a must now? Your thoughts? 
Definitely not a must, but I couldn't argue with anyone who said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to triple Captain Kane because, yeah, you you wait for the perfect storm of form and fixtures and a double game week. So here it is. I tried this with Aguero. A lot of us tried this with Aguero early on last season. And that's not proof that it won't work for Harry Kane in this double game week, but it didn't work out with Aguero last season. And I think what I would say based on that was it really stung going into the latter half of the season, knowing that I'd already blown my triple captainship. So it's, it's almost, I can't even, I can't even, uh, um, put this out as advice like well for your own peace of mind you shouldn't do it for your right. own for your own mental well-being that's silly i think if you want to do it it's it's a great idea it looks really yeah. good when we talked about i think on the last podcast we both were leaning against doing it that was before he scored six goals in three days or four days or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, which is a major factor so i think we reserve yeah. the right to change our minds in light of yeah. that I would say I'm I'm like twenty five percent, twenty five percent. Will I'm going to do it? Seventy five percent I won't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think the one of the four times I'm going to triple Captain Kane in in the multiverse. Right. Yeah. So you know we'll we'll see. I think I, I think I'm not going to do it because I like having the option later on to. I, there should be a chance to triple Captain even someone like Kane down the road. Um, and it could be that a triple captain is such a it's such a valuable chip that there's there is a lot of strategic value in being able to hold it and then decide later on um, if you need to tip, triple captain someone who's maybe yeah. more of a differential option, right? Someone who, like, let's say you have like you've got to make up sixty points in the final three weeks of the season. Having the triple captain chip is super valuable, right? Um, of course, you could argue if you play the triple captain now, maybe you don't have a 60-point gap yeah. uh, later on because but, you picked up so many points in that captain I like that point, though, that you're making is Kane right now is the only triple captain option in this game week. If people are going to play their triple cap in game week 22, they're playing it on Kane. Say you don't play the triple cap, everyone's still going to captain him. You're not losing a, a lot of ground to the triple captainers because we're all going to have the armband on Kane. Versus uh, the double game week that will happen later on in the season, where, as you're saying, Josh, there are other options. People are maybe going to spread the triple captain around and you have a better opportunity to cover a greater distance. So perhaps that is a better strategy. Uh, Harbuzi, uh, this question from the Slack says, um, what do you think of a free hit for the double game week? Free hit chip, that is. Um, you would have maybe three from Spurs, West Ham, Man City, um, and then two others as the base. Um, and he says, what are the pros and cons of doing this? Now, when I first saw this, I, I kind of thought, eh, I, I don't know if that's really the best move because I don't know that I'd want to have um, three West Ham players. But bearing in mind that City have this this home fixer to Watford, if you were really undercovered, like if you didn't have Kane at all in your squad right now, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a really strong argument for the free hit ship for this game week, right? You you could you could have honestly you could have Kane, Alley, and Erickson, um, or Kane, Erickson, and Son. Um, you could have. I don't know, maybe Masuaku, and um, it helps that, that that West Ham fixture at home to West Brom is such a good fixture, right? Because there's a yeah. very good chance of a clean sheet in that game. Um, and then maybe Masuaku gets an assist or something in, the, in, the, yeah. in their away game at, um, at Wembley. Um, and then maybe you bring in someone like Lanzini and maybe Arnautovic, right? Arnautovic is in really good form right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a player that I think either of us really like that much, but you, you can't argue with his form. Sure. Uh, so, you know, someone like Arnautovic, um, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think like, you know, Richarlison to Arnautovic is a pretty easy move um, for the double game week. Um, so what do you think about the free hit chip? I don't like it for this reason. The way you, the way you pose it is interesting to me in that, yeah, I have two Man City midfielders that I don't want to move long term. So maybe the free hit is a great way for me to 
uh, bolster up with with Spurs and West Ham. But the reason I don't like it is I think the free hit chip is there for you to get in players that you don't want long term. Right. I think it's right. most valuable that way. If I'm looking at even and I and I kind of feel like I don't want West Ham players. But that said, West Ham's fixtures after the double Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Palace, Brighton. Those are those are really decent fixtures. So I feel like if you do some team surgery ahead of the double to get West Ham players in, also Spurs players who have in the double Swansea West Ham, then Everton and Southampton, these are all great fixtures to keep the players that you're bringing in for the double. You don't you don't need to get rid of them right away. So I I think it's worth holding on to the free hit chip, knowing that if you're playing the double really hard, those assets could still bear fruit for you in game weeks 23 24 25 especially with west ham yeah that's it's really it's it's actually true for both teams right because yeah. uh spurs have everton um and southampton the two fixtures to follow uh they did play man united and liverpool in the two fixtures after that uh the man united game is home though so that's that's less of a concern especially with man united's um, real loss of defensive form. It's really, uh, God, I guess it's just Valencia, right? I mean, without Valencia, it just forces that team to be rejiggered in the way that just Marcus Rojo has to do, has to play, <laughs> basically. And if Rojo plays, bad things happen for, yeah, and, for Man United's defense. And more terrible injuries. Chris Smalling out with a groin injury. Right. The, right. Um, right. It's, they're, they're just kind of a shadow of, of the clean sheet machine that they were a month ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, moving um, move, <laughs> uh, moving Aspliqueta to Christensen so that I could bring in um, uh, so that I could bring in um, De Gea has not exactly moved out according to plan. That was uh, yeah. that is a transfer that has officially backfired. Um, so let's move on to the next question. Uh, Jeremiah Johnson says. Um, uh, two to three, and actually we've sort of answered this already, but he says uh, two to three Spurs West Ham assets all people should be aiming for. Um, more than that is way too much to recover for just one game week, right? Um, or do these clubs have the form and fixtures justify more? Um, I think we've already answered that. I actually think they do have the form and fixtures. Um, I think more than four seems like a lot. Um, uh, there's really only, I mean, I don't know. I guess you could argue, I don't really want three Spurs, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, I don't really like. I don't really trust their defense um, that much, right? Yeah. I mean, having them for the double game week is okay, but long term, I don't really want their defense. Um, and then West Ham, I, they're just not that good, you know. No. And their their defense had a nice little run there. And Masuaku, um, I think, is a really interesting option at four point four million. Um, I brought him in, and I, I, I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't seen the benefits of that yet. But I still think long term, I, I could. Yeah. Um, I actually think on on the bonus point system, he was like. He was actually just off picking up a bonus point, even though they conceded three goals in that match. So he's really, <laughs> he's really, really attacking. Yeah. Um, and then after this game, you know, they play Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Brighton. I mean, those are four chances for clean sheets in the you know in the weeks to follow. So, you know, if I were looking at a long term investment in a West Brom, a West Ham player, I think that a defender, a defender would be the way to go. Yeah, I, I think I'm coming around on this defensive argument to bring in a West Ham defender as opposed to attacking players. Ooh. They're so a, cheap. A little bit. The, yeah, that, that, that is Ogbana, the thing. Ogbana, yeah, Ogbana, Ogbana is probably the safer choice, right? Because he's probably a little more. Uh, you, you can be pretty sure that he's going to start both those game weeks. Yeah. And Masawaku, uh, I think he'll start too, but he's maybe a little less likely. Yeah. Um, final question. Um, uh, Ross Lagawood says uh, thoughts on prioritizing all transfers now on the double game week versus just playing for this game week and taking hits, ignoring the double game week. Um, he has uh, two double game week players with a plan to have five using three free transfers at present. Um, I don't understand this question because he only has. Oh, maybe he has two <laughs> transfers to play still. So yeah, I think I think the ultimately the question from Ross here is: Is it worth burning points to play this double game week hard? And I I feel I'm really waffling here, and I'm just not convinced that it's worth it to go really hard on this double game week. Wow, I, I I do disagree with you then because yeah. I, I think it is worth it. I think yeah. a double game week is just such a it can just bear such such fruit, you know, um, if if things pan out. And, it can, yeah, and especially with I mean Swansea and West Ham, right? Those are 
Those are great. And Spurs in particular, I think. I think you've got to have at least two Spurs. Yeah. Um, maybe, 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 maybe not even two attackers, but you know, at least one of their defenders. <laughs> I think you'd I'm, I'm just the guy in the Millennium Falcon right now for, for another Star Wars reference, who's saying I've got a bad feeling about this. So, just <laughs> got a bad feeling about this double. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with uh, part two of the podcast. Same old podcast, always shading. All right, Brandon, before we get into part two of the podcast, uh, I have to tell you, I did not have a great Game Week 20. Uh, it's actually still going on. And, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I get a Ruben Loftus-Cheek uh, hat trick tomorrow. You know, it's anything's possible. Um, but it's possible. Uh, I d- I did a lot better on Boxing Day uh, with my starting 11 lineup uh, because in that one, I actually was conservative and smart and, and Captain Harry Kane. Uh, and so I took on a bunch of different people and uh, including our friend uh, Emil, who's uh, AM Saturday. And um, I, uh, I picked up a bunch of wins. I racked up some wins uh, and starting 11, Brandon, which is a daily fantasy app. So if you need a break from the FPL game and uh, or you just or you just need a little one day a little, maybe a little one day gambling binge, right? Maybe, you, maybe you're, maybe you're like at a bachelor party, you know, coming up in the next couple of months, and uh, you know, it's gonna be six of you all together, and maybe they don't even know what FPL is, but they all um, like sports, right? Yeah. You get them all to log into the app. All of you guys, uh, you know, pick your pick your starting lineup, and and then you just go from there, right? It's a single single day fantasy. It's part of the fun of it. Is it's not a thirty eight week uh, season. It's just a one day uh, one day matchup. So. Um, Brandon, tell me more. Josh, tell me more. Like I don't know what this is. <laughs> this this is this is the episode sponsored by the Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I was rewatching this movie, and when they go to the Casino Planet Canto Bite, I kept looking for the Starting Eleven table, which people were <laughs> downloading the Starting Eleven app and uh, gambling and having fun with their friends. It, it it is that sort of app where it's sort of like chop and change. You're making substitutions real time as the games unfold, and there is yep. no budget, so it sort of skies the limit in terms of the team you put together so yes. uh it's it's just fun and and it is exactly as you say it is a great antidote to what ails you during a very bad fpl game week so uh can't encourage you enough go to starting 11.io starting 11.io there are links there to download the app for your iphone or your android phone you can challenge us challenge the cheaters me and Josh are taking on all comers. Just hit us up with a direct message on Twitter or Facebook. Send us an email at hailcheaters at gmail.com, and we'd love to play you on Starting 11 today. That's right. And uh, I'm actually I'm around uh, this weekend, and I'm around on uh, New Year's Day as well. So if you want to challenge Josh and Brandon, Brandon you're around too. You're I'm around. around I've got nothing anyway. going on. Yeah, yeah come on. Even <laughs> exactly. when I'm on the move, I can play Starting 11. Josh, it's on exactly. a mo- it's on a mobile device. You can it's play on, it's all on mobile. That's true. That, that wasn't even a lead-in, but that actually is perfect. It's all on mobile. So uh, <laughs> go to your iOS or Android, download the app, uh, or visit starting11.io. There's there's videos there and all the rules and, and everything else you might need to do uh, or might need to uh, to learn to figure out how to make the most of it. Uh, so check it out. And uh, if you want to learn even more about it, you can go back and listen to a podcast that we did uh, with co-founder Thomas Braun. You can find that on our SoundCloud page. It's also on our website. Um, so, yeah, check it out. And um, we'll hopefully see you this weekend. Sweet. Part two of the podcast, Joshua. It is the lightning round. We've got lots of questions from around the FPL community, including our exclusive Patreon supporter only Slack channel. You know who you are. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash I was genie. First question for our lightning round. You know the rules, Josh, right? 30 seconds or less will give you the 100% correct answer to your question. That's right. Let's do this. Stieg Hagen, are you guys still not willing to consider Lingard in midfield? Uh, if money is a bit short, the savings on Richarlison to Lingard is a money saving situation. Uh, hashtag wildcard FC. Uh, are we are we against Lingard in midfield? I don't remember ever saying anything about oh, that. Oh come I, on, who who has ever talked about Jesse Lingard in the past couple of years and not had this intonation of he sucks? <laughs> he just he's young. He's not a consistent starter. He had two great goals. Right, I'll get, uh, two. He was he was the star of Boxing Day. Fantastic. Maybe, maybe after Harry Kane, yeah. he is he is. 
perhaps he was an inconsistent starter, Josh, but he started six matches in a row before the uh, Burnley match. Then he comes on as a second half substitution, scores those two goals. The guy is on attacking returns of three of the last three games, and he looks to be one of their best attacking players. He's a steal at 6.1. I feel like yeah. if if we have said Lingard sucks like everyone else on planet Earth has said in the past. <laughs> Sounds uh, like something you said. I, I'm sure. I, I'm I, pro Lingard. I'm I'm on the Lingard fan club. I get <laughs> I get newsletters and stuff. I'm I'm all in. Yeah, you 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 have the uh, like cardboard cut out Lingard face with the like dotted <laughs> I've got eyes. The, I've got the fat head. I've got the like uh, <laughs> the wall mounted. <laughs> Uh, Anti Grenlin says, "Is it stupid to get Coutinho now when their next three games are Leicester, Burnley, and Man City?" Um, no, uh, the Leicester game. I mean, Leicester ship goals, right? Everyone could score in Leicester. Um, Burnley are like a shell of their former self right now because uh, they just don't have like any real defenders the, anymore. The boats I mean, are rocking like at Burnley. And they got an injured Ben Me. I mean, Tarkovsky has been the heart of that defense, and you saw it right away, right? I mean, as soon as he was yeah. out. Um, things really started to fall apart for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, Man City, Man City are certainly, I mean, I, I would, in Man City, Liverpool, I would expect uh, goals to be conceded there for Man City. Next question comes from Jason, Hector, Caspi, and Yago. It's a question about Hazard. This is for you, Josh. Even if he delivers at Stoke, is it time to recognize Hazard isn't delivering value for money? And should he make way, even if history tells us, what we should keep the faith that we should keep the faith. Are you going to keep the faith with Hazard, Josh? Yeah, I, I, I am in a, much like I keep a copy of the Keeping the Faith DVD on my shelf, starring Jenna Elfman, Ben Stiller, Edward Norton, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Man, fun cameo role. Remember when Perhaps Jenna Elfman movie? was going to be like? Well, I guess she did every moment. Yeah. She was the most famous person in the world, Brandon. For for. <laughs> For for three minutes once. I'm trying to think um, of the Jenna Elfman of FPL assets, like a player that everyone had for just just a fleeting moment, like Joe Allen. Jenna Elfman is the right. Joe Allen of FPL players. Yeah, that's a good. That's a, that's well done. I, I can't top that. I'm not even gonna try. Uh, I, you you keep him for Stoke, and then you drop him for a Spurs player for game week 22. I think that's the that's pretty much the the going answer and. I would do that even if he exploded, right? Let's say that he has an amazing game at home to Stoke, which is possible because Stoke doesn't have a defense. Um, and let's say he scores three goals with two assists, right? He has like a 25-point return. Uh, even then, I would drop him <laughs> uh, for the double game week um, because he's just so inconsistent. It's not that he isn't incon- – we're talking about inconsistent in a fantasy game. He has been – Fantastic as a player. I've I've watched the last two games. He's amazing. He's running. He's running the game for for Chelsea. I mean, it's just that what he does doesn't require him to score and assist necessarily. You know, yeah. and so that's what's frustrating about him is he sort of gets goals and assists by accident, right? Like just because he's doing so many things that he ends up you know sort of unmarked on a you know a counterattack or sure. um, you know the ball falls to him in the right spot you know on a on a, on a charge or whatever, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, he just doesn't like, but for, for 11 million, you know, pounds, you need him to be better than he is, you know, like if you're, just, you're just not getting the value. If you're a Hazard owner, you're just looking to end on a high note. You wait, wait for the haul. And as soon as that haul comes bail out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Michael Heinberg says, uh, what's going on with this menu team? Uh, should I still believe they're the best defense to own? Uh, is Phil Jones worth keeping? It's troubling this Man U defense. Uh, De Gea, yeah, as you as you were saying earlier, earlier it's, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think you should dump assets. If, if Phil Jones, David De Gea, hold on. Um, it's still a Mourinho team. They are still in second place. They have so much to play for, I and mean, they're not playing for the league. Yep. Maybe what they're playing for is the Champions League. But still, Mur- Mourinho will not sacrifice the defensive style. So I'd, I'd say keep the faith with the Man U defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the two goals that Burnley scored, you know, one was a free kick goal. Not a lot you can do about that. One was, um, you know, Marcus Rojo happened, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, completely pointless. I mean, there was no reason for him to commit a foul there. Um, yeah, I think I think it's they're going to get healthier. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Smalling's out that long. So if he's if he's back by this weekend, then it's, they're probably already a lot better. Um, they need Valencia back, too. 
Um, the defense is getting a little old in general. I'm, I'm actually surprised they didn't make a move for Van Dyke. Um, so, yeah, we're actually going to talk about him in just a second. Um, Jonathan Peterson says, uh, what are your thoughts on maybe putting the armband on Alonzo next game week against Stoke? What do you think about that? Uh, I was looking at the captaincy options for game week 21, and, you know, Alonzo is, is not, it's not bad. I might be too conservative for a defensive captain because, I mean, we've seen it happen like Chelsea versus Newcastle. You can lose that clean sheet on the flukiest goal, and it's something you can't sort of legislate for. And I would hate to put the armband on Alonzo. He's not guaranteed attacking returns uh, all the time, but what you are counting on is the clean sheet, which, as I said, it's not guaranteed. So it yeah it it does concern me a little bit. I'd be more willing to put the armband on Murata because the you, it, the likelihood of Murata getting attacking in returns. I mean, you don't need to me to explain you, to you what the difference is between a striker and a defender. <laughs> you, you bet I don't. <laughs> um, Kevin Cherubin says, "Is there value in Van Dyke now at Liverpool?" Uh, it's a really interesting question. What does Liverpool's defense look like with Van Dyke in there? I mean, this has been the talking point for how many seasons now? Three, four seasons. Mm-hmm. Liverpool mm-hmm. can't defend. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I, I I think he's definitely something they've been lacking, a solid central defender. I mean, what, let's take me back all the way to the days of Martin Skirtle. Skirtle could <laughs> score in a corner kick. Could he defend? I, I don't really recall. Um, what do you, you need to go back to all the way to yeah. Jamie Carragher when they had a really strong central defense? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, who was the other defender who was paired with Skirtle for a long time? Uh, Daniel Agger. He was he was pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Klopp style. You know, it does not lend itself to a ton of clean sheets. I mean, it's interesting because they actually, and I mean this as an as a as an advertisement for it, but there was a lot of talk in the Slack about this um, today. Um, and, you know, basically, you know, the, 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 the disadvantage of the Klopp style is that there's a lot of holes that it requires the center back to do a lot, right, in order to make up for the, for the gaps because, you know, the team is so attacking. But, you know, the other side of that, too, is that they have the ball a lot, right? So it's not like they're sitting back and taking tons of shots. It's just the one or two times a game when the other team has a chance to win the ball back and, and come down and score. Um, so maybe if you have a more athletic, rangier player in Van Dyke, he really allows you to... Um, you know, sort of like cancel out those mistakes, you know, yeah. that they've been like, conceding goals on the last, you know, the last I, two seasons. I, 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 he is a great player. I mean, he looked like one of the best center backs in the league for, you know, when, when he came to Southampton. I don't buy the argument that, you know, he's, he's out of form. He hasn't looked good this season. He's been waiting for this move since like the end of last season. He's, He's yeah. basically been doing just enough to not, you know, get get sent to Turkey. Um, and I think he will be great at Liverpool. And their, and Liverpool's defense, that said, has actually looked stronger, you know, Mignolet aside in the recent weeks. So I like it. 5.4, that's a pretty that's a pretty cheap buy-in for a great player who could get a few headed goals in the second half of the season. I don't. I, I guess I still don't really trust him. I I would want to see Van Dyke in a, in a Liverpool kit for a couple of weeks before I really seriously thought about bringing him in. Yeah. Last question, Josh, comes from our Slack channel. Good friend of the pod, Jeff Petter, asks: Looking beyond the new year, there have been so many fixtures over the Christmas period, and everyone is focused on the double and game week twenty two. But lo- what lies beyond that? Are there teams, players we should be planning for, particularly for the next four to six? game week. So Jeff wants us to look look ahead. First thing I wanted to check looking at this question from Jeff was when does Champions League start up again? And the uh the knockout round of the Champion League Champions League starts up in mid February. February thirteenth is when the first games are, which still feels to me still ways off. A ways off in the decisions that we need to make, particularly that four to six yep. range that Jeff is asking about. So for you, Josh, what are you looking at beyond the Spurs West Ham double? Well, there there are a couple teams that um, that we haven't talked about very much that do have really good fixtures in the in the future. Um, you know, one is Arsenal. Um, so they have a they play Chelsea in game week twenty two, but surrounding that they have um, a game against uh, West Brom, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Swansea, and Everton. Um, so good good fixtures for clean sheets, good fixtures for um, for attacking players. 
Now, what attacking players do you want in Arsenal? That's that's uh, you know I, until Ramsey comes back, it's a tricky one. I mean, you know, could you really justify having Ozil over someone like Coutinho or or a Spurs midfielder? I don't think you can. Um, maybe you look at a defender, but even then, what what defender do you want right now? Um, I mean, Maitland Niles, right? Who would be a, such a fun player to bring in is classified as a midfielder, um, and so he's really not not an option. Um, Thanks, FPL. Teams, yeah, yeah. Uh, another team that stands out is uh, Newcastle, and we've not talked about Newcastle much at all. I actually thought they played pretty. I know you were flying home today, but yeah, um, they, they played pretty well. I have to say. I mean, they. They didn't have possession at all in the match, but it's amazing that they... I didn't think they had the defensive chops to hold tough as well as they did. Yeah. Um, and they actually, in the second half, actually looked pretty pretty solid. Uh, they play Brighton, Stoke, Swansea, Burnley, and Crystal Palace in five of the next six. Um, the only tricky fixture is an away game at Man United in Game Week 24. But I think that's fine because you're not going to double or triple up in them anyway. Um, but I think a, a Newcastle defender or Christian Atsu, um, who was effectively rested in the Man City game, he only played like 18 minutes. Um, I think Atsu is a really interesting option. He's only 4.8 million now. Um, obviously, had a huge game away to West Ham a few days ago. Um, and I think LaSalle's at 4.6 is an interesting option, too. Yeah, Newcastle, it seems so long ago that we were all talking about Matt Ritchie and, and Atsu early in the season. And. See, did did Atsu drop? He was such a bandwagon earlier in the season. I imagine that that four point eight price tag is a pretty big drop from where he started at. Yeah, I think he was at five to start. Yeah, five point oh got all as high as five point one. So perhaps not the most bandwagony bandwagon player. <laughs> only in the only in the world of FPL, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Reddit did he go that high. All right, so I, I just want to heat check on Lester real quick. Now that we're talking about looking toward the f- future, so. Leicester was a team that we were all sort of piling on. Mares looked like the bee's knees, and then they've they've just suddenly fallen out of fallen out of favor. Uh, do you do you spare a thought for Leicester coming into January? I mean, it, well, I I don't know. I don't I don't know what. Um, I guess I you know Mares is interesting. Um, Vardy, I don't love. Um, I would love Vardy if he was like seven million, but I don't love him at eight point five or eight point seven or whatever he is. Um, the defense is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're up to eighth place, you know. So I mean, they're they're kind of like a mix. I mean, you know, they've they've won two, lost two, and drawn one in their last five. You know, so it's very much a, you know, a true mixed bag. A, a real, they're a real mid table, like a classic mid table team right now. Yeah. Um, I think just one last team is is actually Chelsea, who um, you know have been a little out of form. But um, I don't know if they've been out of form. They've just been kind of, from a fantasy perspective, they've been kind of frustrating um, with you know with Christensen out and Hazard not delivering. But um, they play Stoke in game week twenty one. Get a fixture you could hope for. Um, Arsenal away, they probably will win that game. Uh, and then it's Leicester, Brighton, Bournemouth, and Watford in the next four and. Um, all four of those teams concede tons of goals. So um, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm shaking my. I'm, I'm raising my shoulders, Brandon, and shaking them. Like <laughs> huh? I don't know. I don't know. Huh? I guess. I guess that's a great note to to end the lightning round on a, a simple, always cheating shrug of the shoulders. <laughs> right, that's what you come here for. <laughs> Let's do a quick preview of Game Week 21 uh, and 22. My God, how many? How many? How many days are between 21 and 21? Game Week 21 starts on the December 30th and then January 1st. Two days later, it's Game Week 22. So let's Not sh- even really because, yeah, I mean, Game Week 21 actually ends on the 31st and Game Week 22 starts on the 1st. So there's there's actually no gap between the two. Right, right. Um, all right, quick, quick shout-outs for captain choices in 21 and 22. A- any, any Chelsea player... Um, I think, uh, you know, I think Man City, I think you could look at uh, uh, Raheem Sterling again um, on that on that Sunday fixture. I think that uh, Liverpool, if I had um, if I had Coutinho, I'd look at him. I mean, Salah. I mean, the thing about Salah, I mean, you know, it's like how long how many times can you not captain Salah because you're worried about him getting rotated? You know, like that was kind of one of the reasons why I captained him in game week 20 was just like, come on, like, it, you know. Maybe I'm going to get hurt sometime, but otherwise he's just he's delivering every time. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, Kane, then 
I would have been pretty fine with a nine point return from Salah, you know. So yeah, um, so I think he's a decent option too. Need I remind you about the last time that Chelsea played Stoke? It was a four nil just destruction of Stoke City. Morata scored a hat trick. Uh, right. Aspilicueta had a had a dynamite game. So if yeah. if this season record says anything, I think Chelsea attack is the place to look. Now, if you only have a Chelsea defender, you know, I'm a, I'm a little hesitant there, but I think Chelsea attack is my favorite captaincy here in 21. Yeah. Um, and then uh, game week 22, uh, obviously you'd be looking at the game, double game week players. I think, you know, Hurricane is really the only option. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's done. It's it's done and dusted. If you don't have Harry Kane, get him in uh, for 22. Otherwise, you're going to be behind the couch for for two days for for th- no, no, for four days. First through the uh, it's a long four days. Uh, all right, Brandon. Well, that's that's the podcast. Cool. We're back. We're shaking the rust off a little bit, but I think we'll we'll be even tighter next week. You know, we, we, we had a little nine day break, though. That was good. Recharge much, much, much needed. All right, so subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at HailCheaters, Facebook.com slash AlwaysCheating. Send us an email if you if you need lengthier replies. If you have real real tough issues you need to sort through, just send us an email at HailCheaters at gmail.com. And if, if you like what you hear, rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. We really appreciate it. That's right. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash always cheating. Um, or just uh, if you want to learn more about the podcast itself or who we are or anything else, uh, go to always cheating.com. I'll see you there at always cheating.com where I am all the time. <laughs> I'll see you there too, Brandon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh.